to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. You know me. You know who it is. It's your girl, DJ Mackie P. The one, the only, Michaela Perkins. And I don't know who that is. That's definitely not Sean DePaz. Uh, just kidding. It's Esmo. It's the father figure of PHNX <laughs> who's raining on everybody's parade on this Friday. It's our dad. It's everyone's dad. Say hi, dad. It's Esmo. Um, that was also Emma behind the Mac, in case you were wondering who took over Sean's DJ Mackie P intro. Hi Emma, how's it going? Oh, doing fantastic. I oh, don't wait, I can do I can do bubble. You can do bubble Emma. Bubble Emma. It's bubble Emma. Wow. I don't think Emma's produced this show since she was an intern and last time <laughs> it didn't go so well. Oh, oh no, great. I, I produced it with the new launch as well. Okay, okay. But it's been a minute. It's been a while. It has. It has. Um so we're I haven't for... been on this show since like I think the first incarnation at the old studio. So yeah, it's been at the a old while. studio when we used to do like a round table. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute, Espo. Welcome to the welcome to the good life. Also, where I'm on, I think I'm on the wrong side. So when I look over that way, it looks like I'm looking. <laughs> uh-huh. It's okay. All right. It's all right. We're going with it. You know, we're just gonna see what's gonna happen. Why I love not? it. Um, well, we're in. You're in. Got you guys are in for a good show today. We're talking all types of roster moves, all types of trades, all that good stuff. But before we get into it, want to give a shout out to our friends at Circle K. Last week, when we got back from Vegas, I was telling you guys how we stopped at Circle K while we were leaving the wonderful city of Vegas, and Sean was on the screen. What? Yeah. In Vegas? In Vegas. What? We were shook. Uh, Salt took a video because we could not believe it, but uh, if you go to your local Circle K, keep an eye out for your favorite PHNX personalities because you might just see us on the screen. You never know when we'll pop up. We're kind of creepy. We like follow you everywhere, you know? Uh, my dream is to have mine play on the pump on the other side of me and just stick my head around and go, <laughs> hey, did you get that polar pop? And then just go back to my, my Oh, pump. my God. That would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Talk about a jump scare. If I was that oh. other person, I'd be like, oh, my God. Terrify the hell out of somebody. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Yeah. The, first time I, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I like forgot that we did the campaigns for him. I was like, oh, my God. Surprise. Why are they following me? <laughs> <laughs> well, Circle K is the absolute place, best place to stop and fill up. You can grab a Red Bull, which is my go-to. I always run inside and grab a sugar-free Red Bull. They've got the best snack selection. Their salt and pepper chips. Oh, to die for. They also have the best gas in the Valley. I mean, I don't know how you would decipher that, but I'm going to give them the best gas in the Valley award. You'll just have to take my word for it. Uh, make sure you are not missing out on all this great stuff right now. You can text PHNX to 31310 to join their free SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store locator to find a Circle K near you. It's the best text you'll send this weekend, but you can't get rejected. Yes, so. exactly. There are no rejections when it comes to Circle K. Also, I am so excited about this next partner because I don't know if you know this, Espo. I don't. I cannot keep myself alive. <laughs> what? Is this health insurance the next day? <laughs> I don't know how to cook, you guys. Like That's I, true. I could burn water. It is tragic. <laughs> I have bought myself new pots and pans when I moved into my new apartment last October. I have not touched them once. It is that tragic. That is how bad I am at cooking for myself. I don't know how I'm alive. I don't know how I'm sitting in this chair because I could easily pass away. But I'm so excited about this partner because they are keeping me alive so that I can give you this podcast every (laughs) week. It's 
Factor. Factor is a ready-to-eat meal kit delivery service that will fuel you up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, stay on track reaching your goals. I have been using Factor before they were even a partner at PHNX. I loved them. I got them. I got put onto them. And they, you guys, I'm not even kidding you. The meals are d delicious. It takes two minutes to heat up in a microwave. I don't even put the meals on a plate because I'm lazy and I don't want to run my dishwasher. (laughs) Again, going back to, I don't know how I'm still alive. Um, So just throw it in a microwave, heat it, eat it and throw it in the trash and you're good to go. And I was a little skeptical at first. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about like preheated meal, like pre-made like eating the microwave meals, but they Mm -hmm. are so good. They are to die for. The jalapeno lime chicken is my absolutely favorite, but they also have bacon ranch chicken that is to die for. You guys have to check Factor out. It's worth it. They've got keto, vegetarian, vegan options. Anything you need delivered right to your door. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to do dishes and you don't have to use your pots and pans. <laughs> it's the best deal ever. Head to factormeals.com slash PHNX50 and use code PHNX50 to get 50% off your first order. Again, that's code PHNX50 at factormeals.com slash PHNX50 to get 50% off. Have you tried the smoothies? I have. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so I didn't ever try the smoothies before they started to partner with us. And then they sent me some, the banana strawberry smoothie. Oh, the the mango's good. They've been my X factor in the morning. Yes. No pun intended. To die for. Or pun intended. Well, let's get into the show, Espo, because we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, For those of you who don't know, Espo is also on the PHNX Sun Show. So I feel like we have to talk about about the suns while you're here, right? Do we have to? It's all I ever do on this uh, on this YouTube channel. Don't worry, we'll we'll get into some baseball, so you can talk some baseball later in the show. But yes, we do have to talk about the suns because a lot happened this past week. Obviously, as we all know, the suns have been. One of, if not the busiest team this offseason, making acquisitions and changing up their roster, which I'm glad that they did because obviously something was not working for them as they got humiliated in the playoffs two years in a row. And there were obviously some glaring holes in the roster, some things that needed to be addressed And boy, oh boy, did the Suns do that. So obviously they had that blockbuster deal to get Bradley Beal here. They also made a bunch of other acquisitions, but their most recent one, which we're going to talk about first, is the signing of the big man, Bull Bull. He is uh, a Phoenix Sun. <laughs> he looks so thrilled in this picture. I know. To He's be a member jazzed. of the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> it's, it's like how I feel about being on this program on a Friday. <laughs> hey! hey! No, I'm yeah. just kidding, man. You're having I'm fun. Kidding. I'm kidding. It's a lot of pressure to keep up the uh, the energy that Sean brings on this program. But now, look, Bull Bull, uh, they signed a guy that's going to basically be the 15th man on this roster. We jokingly refer to him as the bowler coaster the on the Suns coaster. program because you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. You're going to be excited. You're going to feel queasy. It's going to be a little of everything when it comes to Bull Bull if he actually gets minutes for this team. Yeah, Bull is coming off his best season in the NBA with the Orlando Magic. He played 70 games with 33 starts. He averaged almost he over he averaged just over 9 points on 54% shooting from the field and 26% shooting from 3 along with 5.8 rebounds, 1 assist and 1 block per game. Not terrible, mm-hmm. not, not the po- worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've seen better, but uh, not the worst. Not the worst. Not the worst. So I know you kind of ran through your initial thoughts, but when you heard about the Bull Bull 
the possibility of bull signing. It wasn't necessarily a shock because there were rumors mm-hmm. of him coming here for a while. Were, are you happy about this addition? Like, do you think this is a good move for the Suns? Like, I know he's probably, he's definitely a bench player, but they needed bench depth. So what do you think Bull is going to bring to this team? Look, I'm not angry about it. I think this is the kind of guy that you have to take flyers on. When you're over the cap, you need veteran minimum and you need young guys that have potential. Bull fits all those. Uh, we'll see what kind of impact he has, if any. I think what the big thing for him is, he can come in here and just focus on one thing. Hey, come in and, and block shots when you come in a game. Come in and you know rebound. Like He does not have to be everything and doesn't have to try to do everything yeah. like he did in Orlando. I mean, he was playing with a bunch of other young kids uh, that they were flat out bad. So I think that helps him immensely trying to do that. It could be an incredible season. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be one of those wait and see type of moves. We don't know what we're going to get from him until he's out there on the court and we can see how he fits into this roster. And like you said, the magic are (laughs) an NBA team. Barely. (laughs) The only thing magical about them is that people still come to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like kind of an NBA team, but not really NBA team, but not really. And so he's going from like a basically G League NBA team to a superstar team. So the way that he contributes is going to be a lot different than how he had to contribute in the past. So again, it's not like it's this major big move, but like I said, the Suns had so many gaps that they needed to fill. Their bench was their biggest concern. Mm-hmm. He's obviously going to be a bench player. I think the one thing that I'm worried about is some of the criticism that has surrounded bull is just like his work ethic. Yeah. And you know, does he really want to be out on the court? Like, does he really want to play basketball? It seems like he's kind of riding the coattails of his dad. Like, it's just one of those things where like he gives like, I'm just here so I can collect a check energy. <laughs> I mean, look at the two organizations he's been in. I mean, now he's got something to be excited about. He was stuck in Denver, then he was in Orlando. Now he gets to come to Phoenix. Who I think he also made excited? a pit stop in Boston. I don't remember. I whatever. Where <laughs> the two that I really the one the that two I think that are he, the most important. He was like, yeah, I don't want to be in Denver, and I don't blame him. So now he's in Phoenix. Good choice. Right. So how would you grade that move, that decision to bring Bull then? A C. I mean, a C. it was. I, it, it's an average move. It's a, it's their last. He's a guy that may or may not see the court at, at points. He's the third string center uh, as it stands right now, unless he surprises in training camp and practice. I don't want to make it sound like I- I'm crapping on this guy because I'm not. I'm just realistic about it. I will enjoy when he's on the court because uh, he does things that will really excite you. But he's definitely going to be up for a Shaq and a Fool uh, award at some point this season too. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy his time, but I'm not going to sit here and pump him up like he's going to be some big impact on the Suns trying to win a title. That's fair. I think that's a good assessment. I also kind of feel like he is going to be a, another project for mm-hmm. head coach Frank Vogel. I think definitely. he's going to have to tinker with him, and I, I mean, and that's obviously one of the reasons why I was excited about the Vogel hire in the first place is because I think out of all of the head coaches, he's one of the best in developing young talent and getting them to be NBA caliber, like consistent players. So I think he's going to benefit from a little time under uh, Vogel's oversight. But that's not the only addition that the Suns have made, obviously. Thank <laughs> Thankfully. Um, I don't know if you know this. You probably do because you cover the Suns for nope. your life. <laughs> I, I kind of zoned out the last six weeks. So please tell me what um, happened. Only seven players on the roster last year are back. 
a lot of those guys are the big name guys, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Um, but DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker are now the only two remaining members from the 2021 NBA Finals run that is on the Phoenix Suns roster. So just to quickly recap, I'm not going to go through all the numbers and all that stuff, but I'm going to go through generally what has happened so far in this offseason. The Suns have lost yeah, Bismack Biombo, Torrey Craig, Jock Landell, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Terrence Ross, Landry Shamit, TJ Warren. They've added Bradley Beal, Bull Bull. They drafted Tumani Kamara, Drew Eubanks, Jordan Goodwin, Eric Gordon, Yuta Watanabe. Watanabe. And a couple other little moves there. And they also re-signed Damian Lee, Saban Lee, and Josh Akogi. It's been a busy... <laughs> they've done a lot. They've they've done a lot this offseason. Out of all of those things, what has been your favorite roster move from this offseason? Well, Bradley Beal obviously is the biggest. But yes. I think my favorite is low-key Eric Gordon. Okay. I know he's 34. I mean, he's closer to my age than Devin Booker's age. Yeah. I get all those things, but this guy can still pull up from 30 feet uh, without with no more than two inches of space and can a three-pointer. He's hit the, hit the most... Uh, 28 plus foot three pointers in history of the league. Uh, I'm excited to see what this guy can do surrounded by the stars that this team has. Uh, he shot in the 40% uh, range in threes last year. I can't wait to see how this guy can impact this offense. They struggled mightily from deep last year. They were yep. primarily a mid-range team, and even after Kevin Durant came and they would get guys open in the corner for three or at the top of the key, guys like Josh Okogie, Torrey Craig, uh, Landry Shamit were just not hitting them. Okay. Now they got guys that can do it, and Eric Gordon's the main one. Okay, so you would say Eric Gordon is your favorite move so mm -hmm. far. Okay, that's fair. I think, obviously, Bradley Beal is the easiest answer because it's the flashiest name. He's probably going to be the one of the bigger bigger contributors on the court. For me, I think I'm going to try to avoid saying Bradley Beal as well because that's the obvious answer. For one, I am stoked that the Suns re-signed Damian Lee. I think Damian Lee is undervalued on that court. I think he brings a lot off the court. That's like additional value that the Suns really need and appreciate. He's a big personality guy. He's really liked in the locker room. Um, I kind of think he has more of a leadership presence that's understated. Um, but I think he does have value to the Suns that I'm glad that they kept him for. And then another thing that I was really happy about, and I think it's because I got to see him play in person at NBA Summer League, was drafting Tumani Kamara. I think that that move was a little overlooked because it was a later pick in the draft. And, you know, normally later picks in the draft don't always pan out and they're not the flashiest names. They're not from the biggest collegiate programs like Duke or Kansas that you would like immediately identify because they made like a big run in the playoffs, made it to the final four, whatever. But watching Tumani Kamara play, I was like, okay. Like, mm -hmm. I can't believe the Suns got, it was like, what, pick 52? 52. I couldn't believe that the Suns got him at pick 52. That was my immediate takeaway was this kid looks like talented and disciplined, and he looks like he could play on an NBA roster, which, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Espo, I don't think that's a guarantee with pick number 52 in the NBA draft. No, they usually they, they don't get guaranteed deals. It's a wait and see uh, in training camp, but Tumani Kamara got one. He's 23. I actually think he's less of a project than Bull Bull. I think he knows what he is. He's a defensive guy that's got some length that hopefully can hit the three, has a little bit of bounce, 
to him. Uh, I don't think he'll play huge numbers or huge minutes yeah. this year, but I think he will have an impact on the court from time to time this season. The one guy we haven't mentioned, though, that I think is probably the biggest of everything, Frank Vogel. Yeah. The changing the head coach. Uh, Monty Williams had lost that locker room, it felt like, and after two horrible playoff losses in back-to-back years, uh, I think that is probably the biggest move we've seen in bringing Frank Vogel. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good shout out to you. You obviously can't forget the change of the head coach. I was going to ask you which which addition is the most underrated in your opinion, but would you say Frank Vogel is the most underrated? No, I think there's been a, a good amount of attention on that front. Uh, maybe a Yuta Wananabe, uh, because he can go out there again and hit threes. I think that's a a big deal. But it's probably Drew Eubanks. Dude okay. is uh, aggressive. Uh, has the ability to really go out there, hustle, grab boards. Uh, you know, I love, I I loved Jock. Obviously, we had a connection with him, uh, Jock Landale as the backup center. But Drew Eubanks has more athleticism than Jock did, so I think you're gonna see more aggressive blocks and more dunks. I think he's probably the uh, the most undervalued move of the offseason so far okay that's fair I think I'm gonna stick with my uh, trend of talking about G League players I saw <laughs> play in person but I was also really impressed with Jordan Goodwin I know that he got injured um, and he didn't play as much as we were probably hoping he would um, and didn't get to see as much of him as we wanted to but the looks that we did get I think he's also going to be a bench player that is going to contribute some good minutes um, you know he obviously came over in that uh, deal with Bradley Beal from the Wizards but I was also happy with what I saw from him at the at G League. I think it was obvious that um, Tumani and Jordan Goodwin were like heads and shoulders above mm -hmm. the rest of the competition on the court. Sure. Um, that was I, you can tell me if I'm crazy, but I thought that they were way more advanced than anyone else that they were playing basketball with. Not crazy at all. They were uh, men again, uh, amongst boys in the yeah. in the summer league, and they better believe in Jordan Goodwin because he's really their only backup point guard yeah. right now. So if they don't fully believe in him, uh, they're going to be in, in some trouble. Uh, shout out to Chris. Uh, I never do this because Chris and I have a rivalry, but I'll give her a little bit of credit here. Uh, she said retaining Young, yeah. as in Kevin, Kevin Young, Young, on the coaching staff. Uh, I agree there as well. Yeah, keeping Kevin Young was huge. The coaching staff that Frank Vogel put together, I was also really impressed by because I think I was a little doubtful of the hire to start like right out the gate. But then watching how he conducted himself at his introductory press conference, the decisions that he made with his um, associate head coaches and then the rest of his coaching staff, I was really impressed by. And I'm really, really glad that they got to keep Kevin Young as well because he was in the talks for a head coaching position both in Phoenix and for other organizations. So I was also really happy with that move. But um, it is going to be interesting to see how that coaching staff has an impact on this roster, which is basically, for the most part, brand new. Um, a lot of moving pieces and a lot of new pieces to this roster have happened this offseason. I'm curious, Esbo, is there anything that the Suns didn't do or any additions that you thought they should have made that they didn't? I still think they probably need a point guard. I'm in the minority. Well, okay. I won't say the minority, but on our show, I'm in the minority of thinking that they probably should have added a point guard, probably still need a point guard. I understand positionless basketball. It's, my concern isn't Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, uh, you know, bringing the ball up or anything. It's just into that second unit. If 
if things go sideways and one of these guys is injured uh, in Beal or Booker for any significant time, is Eric Gordon playing those major minutes? Do you trust Jordan Goodwin enough? He's really not a true point guard. He's a hybrid guard. So I think that was probably the one thing I wish they had, uh, had addressed directly. Yeah, that's fair. And we are going to be talking about a particular point guard that has recently departed the organization in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. And also we'll be getting into the why don't we have a point guard battle as well. But to give a little preview of that, I think it is fair to be concerned about not having a true point guard. I kind of am on the same page as you, Espo, of wondering like, why that wasn't maybe more of a focus because obviously with Chris Paul not being on the roster anymore, you're going to need a starting point guard and call me crazy. crazy. I just, <laughs> okay. Well, geez, you didn't have to say <laughs> it that fast. I mean, you, you said to do Dang it. Up. I just listened. Um, I'm the one dressed like this. You shouldn't be the one getting called crazy. Yeah, you do. You're giving me big Barbenheimer vibes over there. So Barbenheimer baby, Barbenheimer baby. Um, I am of the belief that like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Devin Booker is in that category because he is the best shooting guard in league period point blank. And so when we're talking about having Booker play the P point guard position, I just get a little bit nervous. I'm not doubting his ability to play basketball in the slightest. So don't come for me in the comments. I'm not <laughs> saying that he can't do it. I'm just saying it personally makes me nervous because he is the best shooting guard in the league and he's done that for a reason so I just get a little bit nervy when we're talking about this because I just don't want to like if it ain't broke don't fix it you know as, is that crazy as my daughter says uh I'm a little bit nerve-sighted for it it's a nerve little bit nervous a little bit excited uh, I have no clue at this point let's let's just see it on the court before we make any judgment because yes I've thought way too much about this and i just want to see basketball at this point that's fair yeah that's absolutely fair um, mccoy in the comments saying no need for a point guard when you have length that is something that i also found interesting when i was kind of going in depth on this team the overall height and the wingspan mm -hmm. that has like gone through the roof with their changes in the roster has been crazy like their yeah. average height on the team went from like this to like this <laughs> That is very correct. It was but. wild, like <laughs> looking at how tall all of the new additions were and like their wingspans. I was like, oh my God, like what is what is this? Like these are like Amazons, but on an NBA team. Yeah, they have they have three guys now that have over seven foot wingspans. I yeah. mean that's that's to say literally you could start Bull Bull, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, have them link arms just at half court <laughs> and cover the entire thing. It's basically the basketball version of Red Rover. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and I don't know if that's a defensive foul, an offensive foul, but I sure as hell would love to find out. Their so. wingspans are like a me and a half. It is you true. You could fit me and a half in their wingspan. Mm -hmm. That's you could fit two Emmas in there, <laughs> a whole two Emmas. I mean, that's right. a, I mean, that's that's a low blow, but probably true as well. <laughs> you could put right. Emma and Totri in there. <laughs> you could put three Totries in there. I'll get behind. All that. right, he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> probably should just catching strays, and he's not even here. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yes, to McCoy's point, the addition of the height, the overall height, and the, also the wingspan this uh, season was just mind blowing. Um, last question I have for you before we transition into talking about a dearly departed point guard it sounds like he died he didn't Yikes. die <laughs> yeah he's dead to us that's <laughs> what we mean departed point guard oh god okay um what do you think this offseason says about matt ishbia as an owner he got that cash he got that money honey straight cash homie <laughs> uh 
yeah, dude's going to spend. He wants to win. He doesn't care yeah. about your stupid rules or your aprons or any of that crap. He said he doesn't you care want... about skipping steps. No. Hey, let me just say, <laughs> fuck your steps is what he's saying. All right. He does not care about your steps. Uh, keep them in Denver. All right. Yeah. Uh, keep we're gonna... your stairs in Denver. We like flat ground. In we're, we're taking the elevator. All right. <laughs> we're taking the elevator. Elevator, and, escalator, and, and, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're and I love that because for yeah. 18 years we were stuck in purgatory of I'm not going to spend that, you know, that all this crap that we watched their their trip to the finals had nothing to do with a willingness to spend and more to do with James Jones getting creative. And it's now nice to know that you have an owner that's committed to doing whatever it takes to reach the ultimate goal. And yeah. when you haven't had a title in 55 years, that's refreshing to see. Absolutely. I 1000% agree. I have just been blown away by Matt Ishbia from the second he got here. And two seconds later, he like laid it on the table and was like, give me Kevin motherfucking Durant. So that kind of set the tone early for me because that's not a move you make unless you're ready to put your money where your mouth is because if for whatever reason it doesn't pan out and you don't win a title that first year because they didn't, um, you have to be willing to then just open the money book, the pocketbook and do whatever else it takes to surround Devin Booker and Kevin Durant with the pieces that it does take to win an NBA championship. And that's exactly what Matt Ishbia did. He was like, I don't care whatever, how far we go over the salary cap and into the luxury tax, like whatever, we're going to do it. And we're going to get the pieces here to make sure that we do everything we can to bring Phoenix a title. And I've just been like, I mean, I know it's easy to clear the bar that was set by the previous owner of the Phoenix Suns. Like it's just showing up, <laughs> does it? Oh, yeah. Like, hey, just you're here and you're not an asshole. Congratulations! Congrats. Like just walking into the building and not being a dighead already clears the bar that the yeah. previous owner set. So it's not like he had to do much to like be an improvement from where we were. But the fact that he has done what he has done in a short amount of time that he has been the owner of the Phoenix Suns and just the all in mentality that he has shown us has just been so amazing. And it hasn't even just been with the Suns. He's even extended it to the Mercury as well with some of this, the decisions that they've made during the season and, you know, bringing a WNBA all-star game to Phoenix as well. Like yeah. he's not just a, I'm going to do this because I want to collect a check and say that I can own a sports franchise and put that on my LinkedIn. Like he is an all in owner and I've, loved watching the decisions that he's made yeah we've got too many owners in this town that just want it for the 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 ego or whatever it is not willing to foot the bill uh and matt ishbia is a refreshing change of pace he literally will do anything money does not seem to matter i mean he said you know what we're leaving cable uh, we don't care if we have to take less money uh, to get in front of fans there's going to be three almost three million households that they are now going to be uh, you know in front of on television this year and he took a hit financially up front but knows it's the right thing to do to build this long term mm -hmm. and he says you know you got to make the right moves because the money will eventually come and i think that's exactly the way you got to do it in sports i yep. mean if you're if you're nickel and diming you're never going to win and then you're never going to make more money so and that's that's the perpetual thing in sports. If you are not the best, you are not making uh, the most money, and you might as well spend the money to be the best. So, Facts. Put that on a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs>
That's, or, that's my that. contract negotiation <laughs> next time, too. That's, next time he has to come on uh, TPSB, he has to get a T-shirt out of the deal. <laughs> I'm just super excited. I think I had, I was a big doubter. I'm not going to lie, Espo. I had some hater energy on TPSP this, uh, this past summer because I was really nervous about the Phoenix Suns. I... Oh, the Phoenix Suns own a major part of my heart. They've got real estate in my heart, and I was bricking it watching them get shit on by the Denver Nuggets. And then try hosting a post game show oh, after. Yeah, so <laughs> I was I was a doubter. I was a doubter. I'm not gonna lie. I was questioning their decision to let Monty go. I was questioning their decision to trade away Mikhail and Cam because I loved them so much. Like I was. I was in a not I was in a dark, dark, dark place <laughs> this offseason. Um, and Matt Ishbia just came in and shut me right up. So I love being proven wrong. Like I I prove me wrong all day. It's pretty easy on the show. Okay. So. All right. You're on my show. <laughs> can we like I can turn I can just yeah. ask Emma to turn your mic off and just get ejected. <laughs> I'll take the rest of the afternoon off. Dude, I'm the highest ranking official the here. So he's all on the right. and I just I, Yeah, you're done. <laughs> just mute Espo. Um, all right. Well, before we talk about our dearly departed point guard. That's all I'm going to refer to. Stop acting like he's died, That's all right? That's the only way I'm going to refer to him from now on. I need to chill out a little bit because Espo's making my blood pressure rise, and there's no better way to do that than by popping an OGs. It's Friday, and the best way to kick off the weekend is to go into the weekend high. <laughs> Damn straight. And there's no better way to do that than by Bars. taking an OGs gummy because they are the best scratch made thc gummies in the valley because guess what they're made right here in the valley and i don't know if you guys have noticed it might just be me it's hot outside yeah i don't <laughs> think it's just you i'm gonna take a guess there it's really hot outside i'm not well um it has been what 20 days now of 110 plus oh, degree temperatures we we blew the doors off the record for that yeah. <sighs> the low the other day was 97 degrees yeah when you wake up and it's already like an oven outside you question your life decisions i wake up and it's already 101 in the yeah. morning like what are we doing <laughs> what is that noon yeah like, <laughs> I okay. woke up. It was 118 Jeez, yesterday. Espo. It was 2 p.m. Uh, you're on my show. <laughs> Just kidding. You want a pro tip about the OGs? Yeah. Don't leave them in your car when it's yes. hot. Oh, out. do not leave the OGs in the car. They'll all melt and you'll get a super gummy. And then if you do what I do and just bite off of it anyway because you don't want to waste the OGs, you have no idea how much THC you're ingesting, which I do not recommend. That is not professional <laughs> advice. Do not listen to me. Um, but don't leave your OGs in the car. But also, if you want to cool off because it's 180 billion degrees outside, OGs is just long to their pink lemonade gummies and i'm not even kidding you you guys they are delicious they are the perfect flavor for the scorching temperatures outside right now at least you can be high and pretend like you're not on fire <laughs> a shout out to your mom kayla uh, michaela <laughs> and that's not an insult it's actually your mom i don't even want to hear I it should... because my mom wanted to get high in vegas when it was my brother's 21st well, hey. birthday so mom Hey, I'm putting you on blast. She's fine. I I don't <laughs> think she's hating on getting high. She just says still can't used to can't get used to hearing my daughter promote getting high. And I, you know what? I have a six year old daughter at home, and I think you know when she gets older, it still would be weird for me. So I'm right there with you. It's uh, fine. Michaela's mom. Just plug your ears, mom. Um, if you want to partake in the OGs and get some get in on that pink lemonade action. You can head on over to OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find them at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. You also might want to keep your ears plugged, Mama, because now we're talking about alcohol. And I love beer in the form of Four Peaks beer. Again, sticking beer, with beer, the theme beer, of being beer. so hot. 
There's nothing better than a crispy, hoppy IPA on a day where it is 180 billion degrees outside. Am I wrong? I, I don't think I've ever heard it called crispy, but yes, you are correct. They're crispy. That. They're spicy. Right, They're right. a little hoppy, you know? <laughs> They're crispy. Spicy. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. That's a, that's a vine. All right. Anyway, get in on this Four Peaks ap- action and go grab a Four Peaks from anywhere you get your groceries, fries, Safeway, they got it all. Go get a Four Peaks. My recommendation is the Hazy IPA. They're also doing a really cool thing because school is back in session, which is wild, by the way. Why do kids in Arizona go back to school in July? Well, because we want to treat them uh, and make them uh, harder and and tougher by making them go to recess no. when it's one nineteen out and there's cement September. on the playground. No, certain it, certain school. Um, the fuck are you how do you what do you say districts uh, yes yeah, certain school districts um have longer holiday time yes so they take more days off in the year so it, to make up for it they start earlier and they end later yeah that's, i still think it's dumb that's my daughter she starts like, I don't on monday sit in a classroom when it's 120 degrees outside but look I don't want my tax dollars wasted on all that AC. Let's yeah. think about that. Let's think about that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't need an extra two weeks or an extra week off in October. You know how tough that is for parents who work? <laughs> it ain't easy. Thanks for that, school. All right. Well, speaking of school, every year, Four Peaks donates. I love the teachers. Let me make <laughs> we that We love clear. the teachers. I love the yes, teachers. This is not the teacher's decision. Um, every year, Four Peaks donates school supplies to teachers around the Valley. This year, they're giving away 11 $1,000 cash grants, and one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. To thank a teacher, you can go to fourpeaks4teachers.org and complete the form to enter their chance to win. Nominations are already due, but they're going to be giving back Every Tuesday through July, if you bring in a valid teacher ID, you will receive $4 p- pints of Kilt Lifter, Wow, Hazy, or Hopped Nut. So, teachers, this is just for you. There is one more Teacher Tuesday this month, so don't miss out. And uh, you can check out Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. All right. Our when, dearly departed point guard. I, I got to ask this first. When's Mama Mac going to come sit in this chair and co-host with you? Oh, God. I don't think that's a good idea. I, I think it would be hilarious. I think the chances of me coming on are higher than Jennifer. Yeah. I don't Jennifer, Jennifer, you are welcome to come here. Sit you right guys, here. You guys, don't say co-host. this because she's going to do it. She's going to take you, you up on it. I think you should take no, me up on it. You get to co-host not. an episode oh of the Phoenix guys, Sports Podcast. I get to make those decisions, too. So <laughs> come on in. Jennifer. She will actually do it. Um, <laughs> I love making you squirm. It's fun. So. Campaign is no longer a Phoenix Sun. No. But he is still alive. Don't worry about yes, that. He has duly departed, but he is still on the earth. Um, <laughs> to In order to make room to sign Bull Bull, the Phoenix Suns decided to, cam- tr- to trade campaign to San Antonio Spurs. They also got like a couple picks in that uh, deal. But... The era of the twins has officially ended with the last twin being on his way. The Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson campaign trio is officially disbanded. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. Are you okay with that? Look, I'm not a vibes guy, as you can tell by, by, uh, you know, the few minutes you've spent with me on this show. Uh, I look, 
the twin stuff, whatever, it was fun. But guess what? They didn't win it all. So you got to move on sometimes. Campaign has been consistently inconsistent. And, you know, I mean, I think they did him dirty sending him to San Antonio of all places. Yeah. But other than that, like, I'm I'm okay with the move. Yeah. I mean, like you said, his biggest downfall was like he like he struggled so bad with consistency in his his shooting efficiency definitely like took a dive there. Um, and then his turnover, he, he had a lot of turnovers. So yes. it wasn't the smoothest road with Cam, but he was a point guard and we are sorely lacking those. Um, he averaged last season 10 points, 4.5 assists, two rebounds over 48 games, shot 42% from the field and 37% from three. Not again, not terrible, was definitely a contributor. He obviously stepped up in the times where Chris Paul was injured, which happened to be a lot. Um, <laughs> Chris Paul was injured a lot. So That's we saw true. a lot of campaign. Um, but yes, he definitely was inconsistent. He had a lot of turnovers. His shooting efficiency was down. So it wasn't like we were losing a huge contributor on the court, but he loved Phoenix. He died for the Diamondbacks. He was a big culture guy. He was a great guy in the locker room. He was just great vibes, great energy all around. He also tweeted something when it was, I think it was before, before it happened and we kind of were all panicking we're like oh god what's happening he just said love you phoenix that was was right that was right after uh he got traded right i give him credit for that look i like campaign the guy i enjoyed how much he loved being in the valley Uh, he brought a a unique energy to things and and i appreciate that i just i look at it from a basketball perspective and go all right you know i I'm glad he revived his career. He was out of the yes. league yeah. before coming here. Oh my God, here. his story from going to playing in China to joining the Bubble Suns. Yeah. <gasps> that was awesome. That was really cool. You know, that's like that's really hard to do. No, yeah. I mean, and I, I give him full credit. And without him, they probably don't make the uh the 21 NBA finals. And and I, I appreciate all that. I am really glad I never he- have to hear the nickname the Haboob ever again. <laughs> that is probably my best uh, uh, best thing the floor about general this general was probably my favorite. Uh, you know, I didn't mind the Tasmanian Devil based on the way he played and stuff, okay. but uh, you know, kind of generic. But yeah, I never need to Did hear the, the Haboob nickname ever again. So. Haboob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool. Um, I oh, I can never Ted Lubin. Ted Lubin. Did I get it right? Is that a thing? It's that name i never it's something backwards but i can never figure it out i think it's ted lubin whatever we're gonna go with that in the comments say we just call him dead nibble so dead nibble (laughs) um it was great to see campaign revive his nba career yeah it was really cool his story of like um you know phasing out of the league going to play overseas and then joining the bubble stars was awesome it's really really hard to do what he did and he did it in a way that was impactful um but you think moving on from campaign was the right move yeah i mean money wise obviously it, it helps uh yeah. Get, prepare them for a potential move in the future. You get a trade exemption. Six point uh, five was it million? Yeah, and freed up. Yeah, six point five million. And I look, I look at it as they believe in in Jordan Goodwin. Yeah. They knew he was going to get the minutes, and campaign was not going to have a rotation spot with this team. So I I actually appreciate it from that standpoint. They said to a guy, hey. You're not going to have much of an opportunity here. We're going to send you a team where you're going to have an immense Lots amount of, of opportunity <laughs> because ain't nobody playing real well in, in San, San Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> so, so I tip my hat uh, to him from the, to the team from that perspective. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge, uh, a huge loss. Okay. 
I know we kind of teased this when we were talking about it, but I really want to dig in a little bit deeper on your thoughts because I think they might be controversial. You are not shy to controversial opinions. Nope. (laughs) Um, What do you think about this this criticism surrounding the Suns for not having a true point guard, a true starting point guard? Because if you take a gander on the internet, which I don't recommend you do, but lots of people do. um, Anybody (laughs) that wants to talk crap about the Suns, it's either... This is the Brooklyn Nets 2.0. Which makes no sense. They're skipping steps. Looking at you Nuggets fans. Or this doesn't make any sense. They're spending all this money and they don't have a true point guard. Oh, You know what I hear uh, with a lot of it is we're scared this team is going to be extremely good. The skip in particular, the skipping steps. It's like <laughs> that's coming that, from a very scarce. But I mean, that's that's a fan base that just went, "Oh, we finally got to the top of the mountain." Crap, we're we're talking dynasty, but maybe we can't defend this uh, based on the the group of guys that they put together. The uh, Nets, uh, you know, this is just the Nets 2.0. That's a lazy take, an immensely lazy take, because a the Nets when they all were on the court. We're actually a damn good basketball team, and it was off the court, uh, you know, crap that got in the way uh, on multiple fronts. Uh, so I don't, I don't buy in that. And this team is is better constructed, uh, yeah. you know, and and better, uh, more fluid than that Nets team, and a better bench, quite frankly, uh, as well. The point guard thing, though, I talked to a former. NBA assistant coach uh, about this and he said look it's not it's not you know oh you know it's traditional basketball versus positionless there are fundamental things about the game of basketball that if you do not have a designated point guard become more difficult DeAndre Ayton gets a rebound you're looking to to start the break who are you passing it to? Does it overcomplicate things for those guys? Is it pass it to anybody at that point? And how does that affect things? But the real thing is when it becomes a half-court game in the playoffs or late in games when things compact, do you have a guy or do you have guys in Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker that can calm things down, make the right play, not turn over the ball? That's why you have a traditional point guard because that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, do you lose some games in crunch time just simply because of that? Is it a potential problem in the playoffs? I'm not saying it's going to be, but these are questions they're going to have to answer with their play in the regular season. And if they can't do it between October and February, maybe they have to make a move for a point guard at some point. Yeah. I think that's all great points, and I agree. And I think anyone that's setting the Suns at this point are just scared. So watch out, NBA, because we're coming for you. Before we talk about some Arizona Diamondbacks acquisitions and the trade deadline, I want to leave us with a very positive note. And I love, I want to read this quote. I want to read this quote from Matt Ishbia because it makes me happy on the inside. Quote, I think our roster is phenomenal, he said. I think our coaching staff is phenomenal. I love our players. I think we have a championship caliber team as it stands right now. With that being said, I don't forecast or predict any other moves. But with that being said, that could change tomorrow. A certain phone call comes in. Someone checks in. You never know. We love our team right now. I think that team, I think the team that we have out there exceeds even what we hoped after the season ended. I love that he said, I think that team that we have out there exceeds even what we hoped after the season ended. Because like I said, I was in a dark place 
I was talking about, I was a little worried and this team has exceeded what even Matt Ishbia thought they were going to exceed. So Espo, my final question for you, is this the roster that wins the Suns their first NBA championship? The Phoenix Suns are the (laughs) best team in the NBA. Suck it, Denver. (laughs) Suck it, LA. Suck it, Boston. All right, wow. and with that, <laughs> he hasn't even done that on the Sun Show. It's no. it's a special thing for TPSP, I guess. We got lucky. I am super impressed with the roster that the Suns have built. I think when you put Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton <laughs> on the Don't same crap team on the guy, come on, it's gonna be He's a, the fourth option now. It's gonna be electric. We are in for a treat watching this team work this season, and I am so excited to see what they do. I think obviously we don't know what we don't know and we won't know what this team can do until we watch them play. But on paper, Matt Ishbia has done everything in his power to set this team up for success. And now it's going to be just delivering on the potential that we see on this roster because there is so much potential and now they just need to show up, work hard and live up to that potential. So I'm excited about this team. I think the roster is sick. And I cannot wait to see what they do. (laughs) Speaking of things that are sick and the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've been out of town for a minute. I've been like jonesing for an uh, Arizona Diamondbacks game and I haven't been able to go to one. And I'm really sad. Well, you did get to visit the stadium last night. I did. Yes. I was at the stadium for the Morgan Wallen concert and I almost died of heat stroke. So hopefully (laughs) when the Diamondbacks are back in town, they will have the AC on and it won't be as hot. But Regardless, if you guys have been like me and you're jonesing to go to an Arizona Diamondbacks game, there's no better way to do it than by getting your tickets on Game Time. Because listen, Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. They are the place for last minute ticket deals. They have the cheapest tickets I probably have ever seen in my life on an app. And our Game Time game of the week is the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the St. Louis Cardinals series <laughs> that is coming up. Our dearly departed first baseman. <laughs> our dearly departed previous first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, is coming back. <laughs> I, I think he still might be dealing with some injury stuff, so I don't necessarily know if he'll be playing, but he will be in the state. <laughs> and He's dead to us. And there's, no, well, not, maybe, not, maybe not. If you've been watching the show, you know my conspiracy theories about potentially bringing Paul Goldschmidt well, back to be an Arizona Diamondback. He can he can be revived. He can come back, and I'll root for him. But until then, you're dead <laughs> to me. So those are the Cardinals versus Diamondbacks is our game time game of the week. And if you missed it, you can get tickets up as cheap as thirteen dollars. Eleven if you 11. go on Wednesday. Oh, I, you know, if you yeah. go on Wednesday, tickets are eleven dollars. You guys, this team is worth going to watch. They had a little bit of a slump, which we're going to talk about in a second, but they're back on the upswing. They just took two of three from the Braves, which is the Braves are one of the best teams in the National League. So now is the time to go see them. You can possibly have a gold Paul Goldschmidt sighting. You never know what happens at these baseball games, but you got to get your tickets to them on the Game Time app. All you have to do is download Game Time, create an account, and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Can I try a new uh, tagline for them? Sure. Game Time, the ticket app that Taylor Swift's never sued. 
Anyways. There you go. We also talked about that last week about how shitty Ticketmaster is and how amazing game time is and why no one should ever use Ticketmaster. I just implied it. Well, all my homies hate Ticketmaster. Connor Brum in the comments, if you know, you know. Um, all right, Arizona Diamondbacks. (sighs) They had a little bit of a rough patch before the all-star break and after the all-star break. They were swept by the Mets, swept by the Blue Jays. They are four of six in their last ten, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> but why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Um, they just took two of three from the Braves, and I just mentioned how the Braves are the one of the hottest teams in baseball, one of the best teams in the National League, and it was a great, great series. Uh, we'll talk about some of the crazy things that happened, but. Vibe check. They are currently sitting second in the division with a 54 and 43 record. And they are only two games back from the team that shall not be named that lives in the worst city in the world. <laughs> Five hours west. The Rockies? <laughs> oh, oh the Rockies you said west. west. <laughs> you said west. I just west. heard I, I just heard the worst city and I went Rockies. So. Um okay, Denver is not the worst city. It is. LA I, is way I love, worse. I love the city. I'm LA is and I love way most of the worse people. than Denver. Are you kidding me? Way worse. I, it is way worse. Um, and I the would, team that shall not be named is the Doyers? Yeah, that All one. Right. Um they're only two games back from the Dodgers. So even though they had a little bit of a rough patch, things are looking up. And the game, the game on Tuesday, the first game in that D-backs Brave series was uh, uh, b- uh, uh, the craziest baseball game I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe what happened because we would be here for hours trying to recap the game. All I know is that after six in- innings, there had already been three go-ahead home runs and five lead changes. It was wild. Like, I had no idea what the outcome of that game was going to be. And the Diamondbacks ended up winning. They won 16 to 13 in the uh, middle of the ninth. They took the lead. Top of the ninth, they took the lead. It was electric. It was wild. I There were things happening. People were scoring in ways that were so unconventional. So many Pause. lead changes. Like, <laughs> I, 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 okay. It was a wild game. So if you watched it, I am so happy that you got to see that game because it was absolutely crazy. The 29 combined runs set the single game season high for Major League Baseball in 2023. So lots of things were happening that day. <laughs> that, well, I mean, look, <clears throat> I shouldn't admit this because it's illegal, but I had to take my parents to the airport and I so badly wanted to watch that game. Uh, the radio did not do it justice with as many homers and weird things going on that I put the MLB.TV app on the phone, set it on the dash, S-ball. and drove home because I could not miss what was going on That's in that terrible. baseball game. We do not condone that action. I didn't say I condoned <laughs> it. I just said I did it, all right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, it was an electric game. Um I get to talk about D-backs with Sean all the time, but I feel like I don't really get to ever talk about the Diamondbacks with you, Espo. Nope. But as a resident Arizona fan of all Arizona teams, have you been enjoying the Diamondbacks season this far? It's great to see them being good. Speed thrills. Corbin Carroll <laughs> is now my second favorite athlete in Arizona. I apologize, oh. Kyler Murray, but Corbin Carroll has uh, has surpassed you. It's Devin Booker. It's Corbin Carroll. And everybody is below him. He is so, so entertaining to watch play baseball. Uh, I love this young group of guys uh, led by Corbin Carroll. I love watching Zach Gallon pitch. This reminds me of 
the good old days with the Dimebacks where you had a true ace. You had guys that could steal bases. Uh, you had guys that could go yard. I mean, Christian Walker's been entertaining as hell uh, going deep this year as well. But I love the fact that they made the bases bigger and you get a guy like Corbin Carroll being able to swipe as many bags as he can. That was missing from baseball, and it's fun to watch him. And the fact that he's going to be in the 30 you know, 40 club, 30, 50 club uh, this year with homers and stolen bases. And it's his first year in the bigs. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't be more excited about this D backs. Hell yeah. I absolutely love to hear it. I agree. It's been great watching them be good. However, the MLB trade deadline is knocking on the door. We are about 10-ish days. I can't do math. 10, yeah. 10 days away from the MLB trade deadline on August 1st. And there are some questions surrounding this team for sure. I think the biggest issue they're looking at right now is their starting rotation. Um, Zach Gallen is Zach Gallen. He is incredible. Don't get me wrong, but he does struggle on the road. That is a big concern. Merrill Kelly. (laughs) The road's not kind to all of us. Um, (laughs) Merrill Kelly has been on the IL, the 15 day IL for a while, and he isn't expected to come back until the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Zach Davies has lower back inflammation, which to me means he sucks so bad that they did not want to put him in the rotation anymore. So they went to him and they're like, hey, Zach, I heard your back's really hurting. How does the IL sound? And Zach was like, okay. (laughs) I thought it was. He got kicked so hard in the ass in his last start that it caused him back pain. Uh, yeah, that also was very highly probable. Um, Zach Davies has been shit all year. I'm not even going to front with you guys. Don't it's been punches here, man. It's been bad. Like I've been wanting to warm up that bullpen cart and go out there and pick his ass up from the mound. Like even before he threw a pitch out in a game, because I already knew it was going to be bad and it wasn't going to go well. Zach Davies has sucked. I think, um, our good friend Brandon Buckingham in the comments, if you scroll up a little bit, Emma said something about Davies, uh, DFA Davies now. Yeah. Um, if, him being on the 15-day IL with lower back inflammation is a way to get him out of the rotation for now. Fine with me. I think that they did that instead of DFAing him because they have a bunch of question marks surrounding their rotation right now, and they haven't fully executed their plan for the rotation before the trade deadline. So instead of DFAing him and getting rid of a starting pitcher that... Ugh, I guess can sometimes pitch and hold a spot in their rotation. They kept him on the IL as just like a backup option. So I would also be fine with them DFAing him though. I mean, honestly, like I could go out there and pitch better than Zach Davies can at this point. So I would take a rock on the mound over Zach Davies. So if they want to DFA him, you won't hear any gripes from me. But Brandon, Brandon also gave us a super chat, which was great. Thank you so much, Brandon. Um, and no Mac don't trade for Otani unless he agrees to an extension. I'm not even going to talk about Otani as a possibility because we are being realistic on today's podcast and I'm going to be talking about options that are more in the realm of possibilities. I think Otani is a little bit out of the realm of possibility. I did have a question for you. Do you think the bullpen cart could make it from Chase Field (laughs) to the airport so you could take him out of town? Honestly, I'm willing to try it. Like that thing is not street legal (laughs) and it probably tops out at five miles an hour and it would take us two hours to get to the airport from Chase Field. But I will sit (laughs) in that bullpen cart in 119 degree heat and drive Zach Davies happy little ass down the road for as long as it takes to get him out of Phoenix. That is the sacrifice I am willing to make for you, Phoenix. You're welcome. (laughs) I I understand how you feel. Does that answer your question? That answers my question fully. Love that. 
So um, going back to my issues with the uh, starting rotation, on top of all of that, we also have Ryan Nelson, who is extremely inconsistent, although he shoved in his outing against the Braves. It's been an up-down, up-down type of performance all year around. So the starting rotation is a little bit scary. If the Diamondbacks want to make a playoff push, I think adding pitching depth to their starting rotation is a non-negotiable, right? The only option. That And no, I, honestly, I think the bullpen as well. I mean, they a lot of those guys have been playing uh, well above their own standard, which they have throughout their career. I would be looking to strengthen that as well. Yeah. But you got to start with starting pitching and then worry about the bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. Starting pitching has to be their focus at the trade deadline. No questions asked. The bullpen has been serviceable. Kevin Ginkle had a great outing against the Braves. He struck out the side to end the game, which was awesome, although I hated how he tried to one-up Acuna Jr. on the bases. Like... <laughs> It's a Cunha Jr. Like just, just pitch the ball. Um, and Joe Mantiply has been called up to take the roster spot that was um, freed up by Zach Davies. Our own Jesse Friedman had the scoop that the Diamondbacks were going to be calling up the Joe Mantiply. The Mantiply. <laughs> the Joe Mantiply. The Joe Mantiply. Our not, not former to be confused All-Star. With the others. <laughs> uh, for, former D-backs All-Star. Okay. Put some respect on his name. Um, so the bullpen is getting some help in the form of Joe Mantiply. It hasn't been terrible, but it hasn't been outstanding. So they have to focus on their starting rotation. And here are some options I have for you, Espo. I think these are reasonable. Okay. I'm not going to go down the Otani route because a, I don't want to get my hopes up. B everyone wanted to cancel me because I thought it was a good idea, but they would have to sell the farm for a rental, whatever. We're not going to talk about Otani. Oh, I, you know what? If they made that kind of deal, I think they would at least make the, NLCS. Wow. They added Otani. Okay. It I fixes mean, it fixes your pitching problem and it adds the bat. the bat that you want. See, that's why I didn't understand why people were mad at me about suggesting it. He is a once in a million, once in a lifetime generational player that we may never, ever, ever, ever see again while we are on this planet Earth. Like, I know that he would be a, a rental, but like Otani wants to play for a small market team and you can have conversations with him like, hey, if we do this, like, are you going to resign here like beforehand? So I don't know. Whatever. I digress. I'm not even going to get started <laughs> on it because I will go forever. All right. Reasonable targets. We have Marcus Stroman, starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Um, he is currently sitting at a 288 ERA. We won't go through all these numbers, but for those of you who are watching, you can kind of see the breakdown. He's had a pretty good season with the Cubs. He's been a pretty real, real, reliant, reliable. reliable starting pitcher. Um, even when he was with the Mets, um, he has just had like a pretty consistent career. And I think more than anything, the Diamondbacks need stability. Yay or nay or Marcus Stroman? Yay. Yay. I mean, if you can actually pull it off. <laughs> if you add a 2.88 ERA to your starting pitching, a guy that averages over seven strikeouts uh, and outing, yeah, you've all of a sudden – Given yourself one of the best one-two punches at the top of a rotation, you add it to this young lineup of bats, all of a sudden you're going, okay, what kind of noise can this team make in, in October? Yeah. Uh, potentially a lot because in in the first round, you're looking at you know a three-game series, which means your top two starters, if you win those two games, series over. Like I just... That that kind of a move puts you in the yeah. discussion. I think out of all of these proposals that I'm going to make, Marcus Stroman's probably my favorite. But not to not to spoil the question I'm going to ask you at the end of this, <laughs> keep Marcus Stroman in mind. I think he should be the ideal target. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick a starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks to go get, Marcus Stroman's my number one. 
Um, some other options that I think are reasonable, Lucas Giolito, the starting, one of the starting pitchers for the Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox are terrible. I mean, the Cubs aren't much better, but the Chicago White Sox are horrible. So the White Sox are definitely going to be sellers. And with a 3.82 ERA, a 1.18 whip, I mean, it, he is another, Lucas Giolito is another great option. I think that is in the realm of possibility for the Diamondbacks to go acquire that I also don't think would necessarily cost too much because the White Sox are in a very like fire sale mode. So I would be happy with Lucas Giolito. Another pitcher I'm interested in is Michael Lorenzen from the Tigers. Um, I think he would probably be a little bit lower on the priority list if I was Mike Hazen. He has like probably the higher, a higher ERA. Again, 3.75 ERA is not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, not necessarily my preferred. He's also a righty and we have plenty of those. You can't have two starters at the top of your rotation with the same look. You just can't. You can't do it in baseball. It's illegal, according you to us. Well. You can't. <laughs> um, and then my final option, which I don't have a card for, would be Shane Bieber from the Guardians. Um, you again, just like the name, right? I do, yes. <laughs> Lower on the priority list, but if I had to pick an order of priority, obviously Marcus Stroman one, Lucas Giolito two, and then you can get fancy if those two options aren't available. Out of those options, though, Espo, who would be your favorite for the D-backs? Why not both Stroman and Giolito? Give us both. Go, go all in. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, look. I was going to ask you if you think one is enough or if you would go get two starting pitchers. I mean, look, I know the Dimebacks in the past have fallen victim to, oh, look, we're we're semi-good. Let's go all in. And it backfires because they give up too much. Yeah. And, and I get that. But I feel like this is different this time. You've got the young core. Corbin Carroll is not some flash in the pan that is going to completely disappear next year or severely disappoint uh zach allen is the real deal that you don't know how long you're gonna have him for because there's a very good chance that he's out the door the second that he becomes a free agent so you might as well embrace this and as long as it's not too cost prohibitive try to pick up two starting pitchers really bolster that starting lineup find another uh, you know, another reliever and, uh, you know, hell, if you're really feeling spicy, go find a bat too. Now, now, I mean that I'm acting as if Matt Ishby owns the Diamondbacks <laughs> and I don't, that's obviously not the case. Ken Kendrick throwing cash. Yeah, Ken Kendrick tends to be a little bit more conservative, but if you had the opportunity to get two quality starting pitchers to add with Zach Allen, I think you make the move. I a thousand percent agree. I'm so glad you said that because I think I would not be happy with just one starting pitching acquisition because they need, they need more than one. Honestly, yeah. like uh, Ryan is too inconsistent. Zach Davies needs to be DFA. Like Merrill is injury prone. Like they have to get help in that rotation if they want to make a playoff push this year, which I think is in the realm of possibility. Like they are firmly in a wild card spot, at least right now, they're only two games back from the Dodgers and it's, <laughs> july 21st so like anything can if the diamondbacks get hot th they could win the division oh my god oh, i can't believe i just said i mean that. you know i still think we're at this tipping point if you don't do enough at the deadline yeah you could be wind up being one of those teams that was a fun first half story yeah, totally uh and and youth and and all this stuff catches up to you and you wind up either just barely sneaking into the playoffs and you're one game uh, you know, wonder in there, or you legit, uh, you know, come in 
with some moves at the deadline and you put yourself in the discussion. Yeah. I hope they put themselves in the discussion because yeah. if we've learned anything in Arizona sports is you get very few opportunities. And if you don't capitalize when you get them, you could be waiting for a, a while. Yeah, for waiting one. a very long time to, to make it happen again. They have something special going on. Yep. I say buy into it, own it, and try to make uh, make the most out of it. Yeah, my only thing, and we'll end on this. My only thing is, I have been a stickler for my case and sticking to the plan. Like, mm -hmm. do not deviate from the plan. Don't do anything to blow up the plan because he has put in so much work to rebuild this roster, to restock the farm system, and we're seeing the fruits of that labor now. But timeline wise it all really wasn't officially supposed to come together and like really start making an impact until the 2025 season. So we're ahead of timeline. We're ahead of, we're ahead of the curve, which is great. I love being ahead of the curve. I, the only thing I get nervous about is just abandoning the timeline too soon and making a dumbass move, like signing a pitcher that's old and way past his prime. I'm looking at you, Madison Bumgarner for money that they shouldn't have even given him in the first place <laughs> or like selling the farm and getting some starting pitching help that like, isn't going to, to pan out and then they overpaid with prospects i'm just getting i just get a little bit nervous because technically the the it wasn't all supposed to be here we were all supposed to be like destroying the every team in baseball <laughs> until like 2025 so we are ahead of the curve which is great and for me this season is already a win like they have far exceeded my expectations for anything that i thought that they could have this season they have corbin carroll locked up it's not like they're under the gun with that so i just like i don't want them to sell the farm for it to be too soon, if that makes sense. I think Mike Hazen had built into this plan. Eventually, you would give up some of uh, of your youth and some of your farm system yes. to make bigger Inevitably. moves. And, you know, if, if I trust him to have a good feel on this farm system and fully understand what they have in the major league roster. So I don't think he'll overpay, but I also would not be surprised if they leverage some of this prospect depth and the farm system that they yeah. built to go out there and get somebody to help them now. Because again, sure, the plan was 2025, but if 2023 and 2024, there's an opportunity, don't sit there waiting for, for, Oh, well, we said 2025. So we're just going to sit here and wait. And that's when we'll try to make. Something. Yeah. I just don't want them to go too hard too early. And then the talent that they have doesn't match up with the talent that they acquire. And then they're like at a, a mismatch for where they were supposed to be. That's that, my only thing, but I'm, I'm down for them being aggressive. It's, it's exciting to be a fan of a baseball team. That's a buyer at the deadline. It's exciting to be a fan of a baseball team that goes out there and you actually think has an opportunity to win yeah. two out of three games in a series. I haven't been excited for an MLB trade deadline in a while, <laughs> a really long time. <laughs> Can't do that math. I don't know it's, how it's long. It's been a minute. It's been yeah. a really long time. So it's cool to see them being competitive, and I'm glad that they put themselves in their in a position to even be in this conversation. It's nice to not even have to, or to even be worried about this and not just be like, well, Diamondbacks aren't going to be doing anything because they suck. So I'd rather be here than on the other side. Yep. You know and where so else I'd rather be? Uh, anywhere, anywhere than Arizona. <laughs> With, uh, anywhere than Arizona. <laughs> um, but if I have to be in Arizona, I would like to be sitting my happy little butt in a illegal pizza with a burrito and a margarita and some queso. Oh, that would slap right now. Max, can you get me some illegal pizza? <laughs> Max, I need a margarita. Um, shout out to Illegal Pete's for making the office happy this week and bringing in some delicious chips and queso and salsa. And uh, well, they can bring us margaritas, but... That's okay. The chips and queso. And they salsa. brought us margaritas early. Yeah. 
Oh, you just had to bring it. Yeah, and we had it. Okay, well, you I wasn't just here. Missed. I wasn't here. I wasn't here. I'm sorry. They brought margarita mix. No, they brought mar- a big old in a plastic handled thing. It was it was convenient. Then we had the uh, we had what we needed. Oh, Shut look at that! It's the right front there. Door. Chug, 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 chug. It's just a mix. The, I, I don't, you can bring I don't the chips over here. This. I'll hold the the chip box. I. Hey, oh my god! This we gra- are, this what is, is this? Issue graduation. This is unhinged. We're throwing tortillas. All right. I haven't seen a margarita mix in a bag. This is giving me violent flashbacks to slapping the bag when I was in college. <laughs> you know I did, Max. Max and I partied together in college. Um, this is giving me violent flashbacks to my uh, college days. I've never seen margarita mix in a big ass bag like this. I'm old. What is slapping the bag? Okay, mean? so like you would go to like a frat party and like the frat boys would like hold the bag up and then you would like turn the little knob of wine and it would start coming out. And then you would slap the bag to like get the wine to come out faster, and you would just chug it. I, I nobody knew, take a screen recording. I knew what it was. Nobody, nobody take a screenshot I was just wondering if she'd actually do it. Oh um, dang it! I just got set up on so, my own show. Nobody sorry, put that on the internet. Sorry, I Jennifer. Swear to God, I swear to God, I do not put that on the internet. Um, well, dang! I wasn't here when the little piece dropped it off. I didn't know they brought margarita mix, but now that I know that they did, I am stealing that giant bag of margarita mix, no. and I'm going to the store and I'm getting tequila, and I'm going to get. <laughs> I'm going to get my weekend started off right. So thank you, Illegal Beats, for that. Um, and thank you for possibly also ruining my internet reputation even more <laughs> with that screenshot that I am positive will be in my DMs well, d- and on the internet in 0.2 seconds. <laughs> Don't worry. We will uh, we'll cut that out of the, uh, the replay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Illegal Beats is your go-to spot this summer. Kick back and enjoy an ice-cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons. Five high noons for just $22. And don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay up to date with all their big event deals going on this summer. Stay tuned to their stories to win free tickets to concerts that you were dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. I knew Connor was going to. Oh, God. All right. Anyways, Espo, did you have fun? Well, I didn't slap the bag, but it was still good. <laughs> Thank you so much for filling in for Sean Espo. I appreciate your time on this lovely Friday before you go and do the Sun Show. Yeah. Check out PHNX Suns live today at three. And uh, also, if we, wanna... if we wrap this up soon enough, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, big shout out to PHNX Diamondbacks for letting us hijack your beautifully made uh, picture graphics. They are live right now. Go check them out if you want to. They are an awesome show. If you want to join the family, you can do so by signing up to be a diehard. We definitely recommend it because you get so many cool perks like discounted event tickets, access to our members only Discord, free t shirt, all that good stuff. So go sign up to be a diehard, become a part of the fam. Thank you, Espo, for being my family Happy and to be for here. filling in on the show. I I'm sorry that it took so long, but I'm glad that you had a good time at least. Uh, Emma, can you bring the bag over? <laughs> bring the bag over. Alrighty. Let's let's see. Let's I, see. I, I didn't, I, as you can tell, I didn't attend a lot of frat parties, but you said turn it, tip turn it, it, and tip then it, slap it. All right, yeah, there you go. You go. got that too. So Mac, my not reputation, alone. not that I had one left anymore, uh, is also you're ruined. the best. We will see you next Friday at 12:30. Have a great weekend, Chris. Debt nibble. Connor Brown, Charles Woodall Pike, you guys are all the best. We'll see you next Friday at 1230. Bye.